Everybody, I'm Sarah It's Sunday morning, and I'm glad to welcome you to this Kensington Unitarians online service on Zoom. Welcome to our congregation members, welcome to friends and visitors joining us today. A warm hello as well to those of you who are listening in on a podcast or watching a video of this service on YouTube sometime in the future. If you're new to our Sunday morning gatherings, a particularly warm welcome to you today and please join in at a level that feels right for you. It is fine to just sit back and listen and switch off your video if that's more restful for you. There's no need to join in in any active way, although there is chance to speak and to sing if you want to at several points in this gathering. Your presence here in community is what matters most. So let's together now create this as a sacred time and space. Let's bring a reverence for all life to this moment, a sense of delight in the wonder of existence, an appreciation for the unique creatures that we are. We're choosing to maintain our physical distance for the good of all, Yet we create community across these physical distances by spending time together in this virtual realm and by affirming the value of gathering in this way. Ours is a community that accepts you just as you are and encourages you to be the best that you might be. We believe that we individually and collectively have a shared responsibility for the life of this world. We believe that life itself matters and that how we choose to live our lives makes a difference. And in today's gathering, we're going to explore the importance of regulation in our living and we'll also delight in freedom, which may seem like regulations opposite 
I'll be interested to hear your thoughts about that. But for now, I invite you in to join in taking a conscious breath together. And allow that breath to bring us to the present moment. Here in our homes, in our bodies. We unique and quite remarkable beings. Unique and yet intimately connected by our shared experience of life itself in this material world. And I light our chalice flame, as we do in all our gatherings, a tradition connecting us with Unitarian communities the world over, the oneness of its light, reminding us that we are one people, living one life here on our one planet Earth home. Let's focus for a few moments on this single flame. And imagine a light shining within each of us and beaming out to a world so in need of its illumination and warmth. And may this light remind us that we are connected in mystery and miracle to the universe, to this community and to one another. Let's make ourselves as comfy as we can. Take a bit of time to turn ourselves inwards and to bring all of ourselves to this moment. Aligning ourselves with that which guides us in our living. The God of our hearts and our understanding, the ground of our very being. Today, let us particularly hold in our hearts all the young people and their teachers who've been adversely affected by this week's exam results. May those who are angry or despairing be helped to find ways forward at this stressful time. May all educational efforts be valued. May every young person feel valued beyond any grade on a piece of paper. And let us pray too for those living in Beirut and in Lebanon who are struggling with their country's infrastructure and failed government. May other governments of the world step forward now in their support of all countries less fortunate than our own. And I invite you now to hold a short silence for your own thoughts and prayers.
source of love. Help us to love when it is hard to do so. Source of courage. Help us to endure when we are afraid. Source of inspiration. Breathe into us when we are dried up. The world cries out for love, to heal, hatred and indifference. The world cries out for courage, to heal its cowardice and weakness. The world cries out for inspiration, to heal its soul hunger and withered hopes. Source of all vision, show us a vision of a better world. A world awake to its oneness, a world of colour, song, comradeship, a world of fairness, joys and festivals. And give us the faith to feed the vision and to make it real. Let's together to that aspiration say, Amen. I have a reading uh, for you now from Sally McFaig, um, a, a much-loved um, theologian, amongst some of us at least. And uh, in this piece she's writing about what these times require of us, I'd say. She writes, It's no coincidence that the Greek word for house, oikos, is the source of our words for economics, ecology and ecumenical. The three belong together. In order for the whole household of the planet to flourish, the Earth's resources must be distributed justly among all its inhabitants, humans and Earth others, on a sustainable basis. The three basic rules, economic rules, for all to thrive in this household of the planet are Take only your share. Clean up after yourself and keep the house in good repair for those to come. These rules should be pinned up on the planet's fridge for all members to memorize and follow. For they are necessities, not suggestions, that constitute the basic economic laws for long-term planetary well-being. And she goes on um, to quote um, the work of ecological economist Robert Constanza, who calls this our greatest calling, the creation of a shared vision of sustainable and desirable society, one that can provide permanent prosperity within the biophysical constraints of the real world in a way that is fair and equitable to all of humanity, to other species, and to future generations. Words from Sally McFaig and Robert Costanza. And now let me hand over to Sonia, who is going to lead us in an extended meditation practice. Now these exercises are guaranteed to make you feel better in life, I think.
morning everyone and I'm going to be talking a little bit about self-regulation, self-care, um, self-awareness and we're going to have like a little taster of three things that are in my toolbox to help me to stay sane in these crazy times that we're currently in and I wonder what you use for yourselves. So I'm going to talk a little bit about conscious breathing conscious touching and conscious awareness. And all these experiences are for us to lower the stress levels in our bodies and to feel more calm. And um, so I'll take a little pause between each one. And um, then at the end, we'll finish with a chant from Corinna. So, a little bit about breath. Breath is the connector. It connects the mind, the body, and the emotions. And it helps us to be more here in our bodies. Because at this moment, any negative emotion, any shock in the system makes us want to leave the body. So we're going to bring in some breath to ground us, to make us feel more centered and calm. So I don't know about you, but when I feel calm, I feel more resourceful. I feel more um, the ability to think clearer, the ability to feel what I need to feel, say what I need to say, etc. So from the physiological point of view, which I find fascinating, is that we have a very long nerve in the body, some of you may know, called the vagus nerve. And it starts at the back of the brain stem travels all the way down to the heart and then into the gut, which is our intuitive center. And when we breathe, the brain says, hello everyone, I want you to now recharge and rest in the breath. And it also is recharging all our systems. So it's, it's just a magical um, gift that we have. So I'm just going to show you, we're going to breathe in, we're going to hold for a few seconds, and then we're going to sigh out the ha, or the ha, is a way that the body connects with the brain and its messages. Sound is a way of also self-soothing our nervous system. So if you want to join in, we're going to do it a few times and then we'll feel the effects of that. So here we go. So we're going to breathe in, hold, and sigh out. Ah. And in the privacy of your own space, you can be as loud or as soft as you like. Ah. Also, I tend to move my body if that feels better for you, or do you just like to receive it? Ah. This is a natural aromatherapy of well-being and healing for the body. Ah. And let's just do one more. Holding and out. Ah. And then let's just be in that stillness, connecting to our feet, to our tailbone, sensing the effects of that. Allowing your breath to be more regular. 
And then the next one is called the havening technique, which some of you may have heard. And if you want to just follow what I'm doing, we're going to cross our arms and place our hands on top of the shoulders and just gently, gently pet ourselves down to the elbow and up to the top. And if there's any tension in your body, if there's any holding of the breath, just keep relaxed. So the havening technique is used for trauma and their definition of trauma is anything that's upsetting. And certainly we're all in a bit of an upsetting, shocking place at the moment in our lives. And we're just being with it. And they have three places where we gently touch. So that's the first one. Second one is the top of the forehead, down the sides and down to the chin. So those of us who are listening and not seeing, I'm just placing my hands on the top of the forehead, down the sides of my cheek and down to the chin. Again, noticing if there's any tension in your body while you're doing that, if you're holding your breath, just, it's like petting a precious being, which is who we all are. And then some might be more natural to you than others and also what's extraordinary is just by watching you can also feel the release and the second one I don't know if you can see my hands it's just the palm of the hands stroking very gentle stroking if there's tension like there is a little bit in my shoulders I'm going to now lower my hands and so these are things that I often do when I can't get to sleep, um, when my mind is racing and, and there's no need. And so, again, people can do this to each other, obviously not now, unless you're in the bubble of close friendship and family, and then just rest. And you can do it for as long as you like to help us to reach the place of what they call the delta state, which is a calming state for the nervous system. So once again, tune into the body, feel your feet, feel your tailbone, move if you need to, just to be more present with yourselves. And then the final one is a guided meditation. So you can Lie down, close your eyes. It's about being consciously aware of how we are today, how we're feeling, what's going on in our senses, in our body, what we're thinking, and to just be with it. There's a, a Buddhist saying of that we are just with these things not who we are we are just with these things and there's nothing to change or fix so a little sort of body scan an inner and an outer body scan closing your eyes or keeping them open just notice notice if you have a pain in your back or some anxiety in your heart center or dryness in the mouth or irritation, or anger, sadness, joy, peace, 
What is it for you today? And just in this moment, to allow it to be there. Just in this moment, to allow ourselves to have a rest from having to change anything, or get rid of anything, or heal anything, or judge, or shame ourselves. Just be with it. And this is again a place where you can bring in the breath. It's almost like being with little children or animals or something that you love. They just want to be seen. They just want to be seen. They don't want to be fixed or analyzed or got rid of. They just want to be here. And there is a, an expression that when we are truly attentive to all of us, to all that we feel, all that we think, all that we sense, that that is a true blessing. And this wonderful sense of peace is our natural state. Even if we have agitation, even if we have sadness, there is this peace. So just allowing ourselves to be with that peace. There's an irony that when we are fully consciously aware of ourselves and accepting everything that we are, that that is the definition of peace. So I leave you with a blessing of peace through breath, through touch, through acceptance and awareness. May we have peace. May we know peace. And may the world have peace. So we'll just stay in this for a short time. And the silence will end with Corinna, our opera singer, singing to us a beautiful chant of peace. And chanting is also a self-regulating practice to soothe, calm, and relax us. Thank you.
Thank you. Thank you, Sonia. Thank you, Karina. Now, I have the feeling that none of you would have spent the day in Hyde Park the other weekend protesting about lockdown rules and the requirement to wear face masks in shops and other indoor spaces. You've got better things to do, haven't you, on a Saturday? And I reckon that most of us accept that human societies need governments and regulations to guide our ways of being together. We don't want to hurt other people through our behaviours. We don't hold our personal freedoms as being of greater value than the well-being of others. And yet, I'd, I'd not be surprised to find that most of us here today have our criticisms of our current government policies on all sorts of issues. We are thinking beings and we're continually assessing how our nation is being run and comparing that with the experience of people living in other lands. I'm as critical as anyone of our government. And yet, and yet, well, if I was in charge of this country at the moment, I'd be most likely found hiding under my duvet and quietly sobbing. Now I'm thinking, the, well, I'm suggesting that we all have a think about this word regulation this morning, not because my thoughts are clear and concise. No, they're, they're fuzzy and uncertain. But I do think that it's a crucial world, word in the political realm these days and that it has a spiritual element to it. Our views about regulation say something about our attitudes, don't they, towards other people and other beings we share this planet with. Our views about regulations reveal something of our attitudes towards the whole of creation. So I wonder what your particular relationship with rules is. Do you mostly follow the rules of our land because they are the law? Do you weigh up 
rules and laws and decide how you will or will not comply with them? Do you find yourself kicking against rules and regulations because they feel confining or limiting in some way? Perhaps all of these and more reflect your response. They certainly do mine. I think our, our relationship with rules may also reflect the age in which we live. For ours is, as we've often said, an unusually individualistic age. Our dominant neoliberal ideology makes much of us as individuals. We're encouraged to get ahead, to better ourselves. On both sides of the Atlantic, we're currently led by governments elected on a platform that promised smaller government, less state interference, an ending of the nanny state, a cutting of red tape, a bonfire of regulations, lowered taxation. This neoliberal narrative views society as a marketplace rather than a community. It weakens the welfare state. It regards competition as the root of human existence. And competitions, of course, well, they have winners and they have losers. A quick survey of life in America and Britain today will find plenty of evidence of winners and losers, won't it? And we know that the gap between rich and poor, which has been shrinking over decades, that gap is now widening again. Yep, we're right to treasure our freedoms. There are freedoms that need our vigilance even today, for they are easily eroded. But we think, I think, we also need to treasure our rules and our regulations and be suspicious of anyone who shouts too loudly about tearing up rule books or removing regulatory systems. We've all been shocked by the hugely destructive explosions in the Lebanese capital of Beirut 10 days ago caused by a dangerous store of chemicals left in a warehouse because no one knew quite what to do with it. This explosion should send shockwaves out across our world and those shockwaves should wake us up. Wake us and remind us to be vigilant about the ways our own countries are being run. Who is checking what is being stored in our warehouses or fed to our animals or sprayed on our crops? George Monbiot is one of my favourite writers and uh, he's an environmentalist and he's a political activist and he's doing his best to keep us all aware of what goes on in a society where regulation has become a dirty word. This week he's been um, publicising the, the quiet yet frequent poisoning of our rivers by water companies who bend the rules about storm drains. None of us like to think of raw sewage going into a river, and yet that's what happens when we have heavy rainfall, like last night. It poisons life in the river. What we need are improved drains, and that requires investment, long-term investment. But our prevailing economic ideology, it doesn't consider the long-term, only short-term profits. Nor does it consider the well-being of people real people, ordinary people. Let's beware as well the promise to tear up planning regulations here in the UK 
because it will give property developers the chance to house people in tiny spaces with little natural light if they're allowed to ignore building regulations and standards. Regulations and standards that, after all, ended the slums that once existed close to this church in now leafy Notting Hill. I'm really grateful to Sonia for leading our meditation today. And she reminded me this week of the importance of self-regulation in our lives. In order to live well, we need to stay awake to our own systems, our bodies, our minds, our emotions, our spiritual and social lives, because they're all one system, one feedback loop that can do just that if we pay attention. They can give us necessary feedback so that we can make minor adjustments in our living that will help the whole system to move, to move more smoothly and harmoniously. A similar watchfulness is needed, isn't it, at the societal level too. One of the ways I often end my own prayers is with the words, and may this be for the greater good of all. So let's, all of us, be the people who resist attempts to turn us into competitors, and our lives into economic units. Let us be the people who shout out our common and our shared humanity with all citizens of the world. Let us be the people who develop an ever more empathic response towards all living beings and towards our planet Earth home itself. And we can't do this alone. We have to work together. This task is in our hands. Let's work together for the greater good of all. Amen. And so there is a chance to sing a hymn now, but like all Unitarian activities, this is optional. If you'd rather just read the words that are going to appear on the screen soon, that's fine. But if you do want to sing, we'll join in with gusto because you'll all be muted, so nobody will hear us. And this hymn for the fruits of all creation has some lovely descriptions about these lives of ours and the life of our world. And I like the tune too, but watch out for the uh, last line of each verse because it does a little stop and a restart. And then the next verse starts very quickly indeed. And if God language doesn't work for you, we'll try changing God to life or love or a word of your choosing. And I hope you enjoy this recording. It's from the Unitarian Music Society. For the fruits of all creation, thanks be.
smashing thank you so we have some announcements i want um, as usual to say thank you to our hosts and co-hosts jane and janine for their oh so professional background work of hosting today and to our musicians abby larimier and karina dolso and also to our very own sonia for such a useful meditative practice that we can all use again in our lives or all of you much appreciated so it's been a pleasure to spend time with you all here today we'll be back here again next week for a 10 a.m service here on zoom and you're also welcome to join us for our 10:30 coffee morning on tuesday and there are a few places left for heart and soul um, our alternative spiritual gatherings make a note in your diaries as our next thursday at three group will be on august the 27th when our poetry group returns all are welcome to bring a favorite poem. Thank you to you all who've made a donation to the church recently and who've taken outstanding orders. Um, it's really helpful to keep our work going out there in the world. But my suggestion again this week, if you have any spare money in your bank or your pocket, is to donate to the Red Cross appeal for the Lebanon and the Yemen crises. Uh, don't forget that we have a virtual coffee time to chat after this service in small groups if you'd like to join in and we'd like to take a photo of us all as soon as the music ends so do stick around if you don't mind being in a photo so we're going to have some closing words in a moment followed by the hymn tune that we started with this morning it is a gift to be simple so i invite you all now to select gallery view so that we can see everybody nice to have that sense of connection isn't it let's breathe that in and so i extinguish our chalice flame but not the warmth of this community and i send the light of this candle out into the world for all those who struggle with issues of regulation and freedom. In this world, may we take only our share. May we clean up after ourselves. And may we keep our planet in good repair for those who are yet to come. And may our love for our world and our love for one another and our love for all of creation inspire us to live our lives well this day and all the days of our lives amen go well all of you and blessed be
Thank you.